Welcome back to Opinion or Opportunity. I am your host, Don Gringo. It's great to have you back. Yes, you heard it right. I go by Don Gringo. And I want to get a couple of things off my chest before going into the RNC convention. I think we need to discuss the last week's DNC convention. Uh, Also, Biden's speech, what my thoughts are on that. Um, Obviously, there's some viral videos going around YouTube and other places about Kamala Harris and her Russian hoax going on. And, of course, we always try to discuss a little bit of tech when possible. So I have a new Elgato stream deck coming in tomorrow. So hopefully for the next podcast, we can have a little bit more fun. Uh, Lastly, we always try to talk about games. I think this time around, I'm going to ask for some people to reach out and give me some game recommendations. As always, you can find me on all major podcast hosting sites, as well as the upcoming YouTube channel, which should be starting this week as well. And uh, you can always reach out to me on my Twitter, Opinion or Opportunity, on Parler, Opinion or Opportunity. And, of course, you can reach out to me personally by email at opinion.opportunity at gmail.com. All right, so it's time to give you guys the notice, give you guys the warning. Here comes the alarm. This is your chance to leave. I don't mean to offend. Probably will. If I do, I'm sorry. But here we go. All right, so let's get into it. So last week's DNC convention, my thoughts and my opinions. And where can we find some opportunities? Honestly, I, I was not uh, impressed. I have obviously, you know, with the pandemic going around, there were limited options, and I understand that. But I've never seen more old white people in my life try to get up and say they're going to be for the people. And I'm not saying that uh, I have a problem with white people. I am white and I get it. But, uh, you know, the problem I have is old perverts. And if you heard episode two, you need. You understand my opinion about the Kamala Harris and Biden ticket. She came out and basically called him a sexual predator and a racist, yet she's the VP nominee. Like, really, people? Like, we didn't have better choices? I mean, I'm starting to really think, like, this is 2016, and we are trying to really choose between the best or the worst. On both sides. I mean, this is this is getting to be ridiculous. So with that being said, uh, Biden, uh, Biden's speech, man. There's a video going around, um, and it's it's pretty bad. I mean, whoever his speechwriters are, they they really need to be fired. If you don't agree with that, then um, you're you're just in this because you just don't like Trump. Uh, this guy stumbles over himself, but this ain't even a stumble. This is pretty much like uh, everyone's been claiming he has mental issues, and it's like, man, I can't remember a new speech. So let's basically rewrite 2008 and let's steal some stuff from some other people overseas and he was basically caught plagiarizing himself so this this is what they put up this is what they give us as an option for president of the united states i i really don't get it so and then you have them put up along at the convention with him you're going to put up bill clinton on the same day they release a video showing him getting a massage by one of Epstein's accusers and victims. It's absolutely nuts. What are people thinking? I mean, and this is this is the best that the DNC has to offer. And they're proud of it. This is this is like like worst case scenario. I'm almost starting to think like, you know, we're in the dream. We get Trump now. Not a big fan of Trump, right? And and his voice in his mouth and what he does and, and I totally get it and understand that, you know, we 
we kind of put ourselves in this position by allowing ourselves to vote for an entertainer, and this is what we get. But really, you got a career politician who's a pervert and a racist and put more black people in jail than pretty much any other president under the sun. Um, and then we're going to put Kamala Harris, who's got, like, the worst credentials. I mean, you were better off giving us Susan Rice. Yeah, she came with the Benghazi baggage, but you know what? She had a presence on the international stage. Uh, she had a record you could go off of. I really, really, really think at this point, um, you know, as, as, a, as a people, we need to come together. You know, us moderates on both sides, we really got to stop coming together and sit there and tell these far left, far right nutbags that, you know, you just need to stay out of goddamn politics because you're ruining it for everybody. And that's the truth. I mean, it's being ruined for everybody. So I don't know what your opinions are, but here's the opportunity here. Here's the opportunity. That's my opinion. But this is this is the opportunity. I think we need to look at this. So the opportunity for the DNC really is to uh, stop, stop for the love of God, stop placating to the squad and these far left people um, like Bernie Sanders. I mean, that guy's a joke and a half. And I know he's he's a socialist running under uh, the DNC for president and now two times in a row. The guy no longer says millionaires. Now he claims everything's billionaires because he's a millionaire himself. Yet he claims he's for the people, right? But I've never seen him return one donation. And this is what the DNC is offering us. These are the type of options the DNC is offering us. And they're supposed to be the party of the people. But I just, I haven't seen it as an independent voter. Um, how? How do you expect me to, to, to vote in this situation. And then you have Kamala Harris in January after she's already dropped out of the race, but it doesn't even matter. You know, with this new Russian hoax on her, where you have these two Russians claiming to be Greta Thunberg and her father call her up and um, complain about Trump. And, you know, obviously they have their nice, you know, cozy political conversation, blah, blah, blah. And then the father on the Thunberg side, the, the fake father, offers up dirt on Trump and Harris is more than willing to accept it. Now, granted, she wasn't running for, you know, presidency anymore, but you know for a fact that she was going to take that information and pass it along to people who could. I mean, I just I just don't get it why we're allowing people to to be part of the system. I mean, I don't understand. I mean, I can understand people not liking Trump and I totally get where you're coming from. And I'm, I'm not a happy man about it myself. And, and I, I can see where you want to go that way. And I'm not saying that I'm voting for Trump. All I'm trying to tell you is I understand your pain, but you cannot tell me right now that the devil, you know, uh, devil, you don't know is better than the devil, you know, in this situation, because it's bad. Everyone jumped on Trump for, you know, his his comments, um, no sexual comments. But Biden has pictures of him touching women inappropriately, smelling here. Creepy fucking Joe Biden. Excuse me. Creepy Joe Biden. I mean, come on now. And then you have a prosecutor who's been nominated for the VP who came out against you and said, yeah, I believe your accusers. I think they have the right to talk. So basically she's saying you're a sexual predator. Man, I just, I just don't get it. I just, I just don't get it, people. I, I really don't. 
And I think I think we need to come together. I think we need to find commonality. And I said that in the in the in the first first podcast here is that you know we all have common goals. I think we all start from the beginning the same way. What I mean by that is that we all want what's best for our family. We all want them to be financially secure and and safe, have opportunities, have opportunities in education as well as business. We just want what's best for everyone in life. Now, yes, there's differences on how to get there, right? There's differences on how to get there, but it doesn't mean that the goal, the dream, whatever is different. And I think we really need to start looking at people and we're talking to them we're not listening to react but we're actually hearing them how can you argue something seriously how can you argue something if you're not listening if you're not trying to understand their point all you're doing at that stage is talking to talk to talk over them to think your 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 opinion is more important let me tell you something your opinion my opinion is not more important than yours I'm only giving it as a chance for you to reflect. So the opportunity here is this. Listen, the, the DNC putting up these type of caliber people, people just it's just cringeworthy all the way around. It's, it's just disgusting. But the opportunity here is, you know, you have a chance to do it better. But you got to get rid of the people at the top. You got to get rid of the people at the top. And that goes on both sides of the aisle. If you want a fresh start, then you really you really need a fresh start. If everyone wants to go along with Trump's, let's drain the swamp. Let's really drain the swamp, buddy, on both sides. Now, I'm not saying there needs to be a whole bunch of limitations on terms and this, that, and the other thing. But the people who have been there, do you honestly think after all these years, decades of being in politics anything's going to change have they brought you any changes in your life i mean seriously they're so slow to do anything it's incredible you really need to stop wondering what you're doing when this upcoming you know election and if you're going to vote democrat or republican straight down the line as an independent i kind of like to look at this and i think that and i think i'm fortunate that i will vote either way depending on the person and where they stand on issues and also whether or not they have a little bit of backbone to stand up to their prospective parties. And I think you do too. Now, when it comes to the opportunity, you know, with the upcoming election, I think the opportunity here is we're so far out that you still have time to actually delve deep and do some research and don't, don't go by what people are telling you. I think what you really need to do is, is look at this in its entirety. You know, I, I once had uh, recently here, uh, before I stopped calling him, turn around and had a, a person who's an engineer, and I called him up. I own a small business, so I call him up, and I respect him. Uh, he's a very in- very intelligent man. And we were talking. And I said, hi, how are you doing with the pandemic? He says, I know I'm slow, but I'm, I'm working for a political party, and, uh, excuse me, campaign. And I said, well, that, that's great, man. And then he started pitching and pitching. I'm like, dude, you're I'm not even in your state. You know, this wasn't a national election he was working on, but it was a state election. I'm sitting there going, buddy, I'm 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 not in I'm not in your state. And then when he started pitching, he started pitching on a national level about, uh, you know, I would say party guidelines and party morals. And, you know, I finally just had enough. And I'm like, dude, I didn't call you to talk politics because you're not going to convert me. 
And I think that's part of the problem here is you're not going to convert me as an independent. I'm in a very nice spot where I get to think and choose. And I think that's where independents really, really shine here is we get to pick and choose and we kind of sway some some elections, you know, in, in one party or the other party's favor. But I like to think that it's because we take a time to not go by party guidelines that we actually look at the information and we get to choose. So I think for the most part, I think people need to start leaving parties. I think that's the opportunity here is you should probably leave your Democratic Party. I think you should leave your Republican Party. I think you should go independent. I should really think that and hope that you would make someone work for your vote. Because at the end of the day, that's what we're trying to do here is make sure a politician doesn't feel like they just get it because they're there. You got to remember that these politicians are here to serve you. These politicians go on vacations when they want. They increase their income when they want. They make millions of dollars when they're in office because they have privy the information that you're not. But yet they'll send other rich people to jail for insider trading. But they're basically doing the same thing. Now, I'm not anti-government by any means, and I do think that uh, there needs to be a federal, state, and local government, but, you know, not to the degree that some people think, and, you know, on the left or the right, you know, when it comes, we need big government, we need small government. I think there is a nice middle ground, and I think we need to, to, to really look at that. Now, the other thing that we really got to go over, because it just seems to be getting worse, is this defund the police situation. As, and as we're going to go after the NRA and we're going to take your guns and what have you. So, you know, it's, it's funny because we look at the news and we see what's going on in the world today. And at the end of it all, we're sitting in some other part of the country going, yeah, that must suck. And I'm sure it does. That these people are going through a lot. I'm sure it does. I'm sure it sucks. And you sit back in your nice little area and it's okay. But, you know, when they start hitting... Residential areas like they have in Portland, Seattle, and and whatnot have you. I think it becomes enough. You know, in the mayor of Chicago, all of a sudden now it's okay, it's okay for her to use the police as her own personal army to make sure that the looters and the rioters and the protesters don't go near her house. You know, I just think these people are out of touch. They do not live like we do. They do not live like you do. They do not live like your family does. These people don't live in the same world. And you really need to start taking a look at this. So if you're going to defund the police, what do you think is going to happen? It's already happening. There's people that are, are you know, calling the police and they're saying, sorry, we're not coming out. You know, if you're by the looters, the rioters, whatever have you, and you're, not, you're minding your own business, doing your own thing, but then you know, you're kind of encompassed in something you shouldn't be because of it's an accident, wrong place, wrong time. There have been situations in the news where they've called up and the police said, I'm sorry, we can't help you. So imagine it's your your father, your mother, your spouse, your child, and the police ain't coming. Never mind it's you. How about someone you love? Because I'm sure you're sitting there going, yeah, if it's me, I do this. Well, what happens when it's someone you love? You think that they're in the moment of pressure just going to react in the way that you would? You can't guarantee that. You can't guarantee that. I'm sorry if you think you do, but you're wrong. So the opportunity here is real simple. We need to reverse 
reverse course on this whole defund the police. I do think there's a way to retrain the police. I think some tactics may be old. I, I kind of am... I, I kind of am on the ropes when it comes to police getting military-style gear. Um, a lot of times, like when the wars are over, what not have you, or the military has excess surplus of military gear, vehicles, and what not have you, police departments can either bid on them for cheap or get them for free or whatever have you. And I, I'm not sure how I feel on that because there are some places that are, let's face it, they're kind of like war zones. I mean... Let's look at New York City right now and Chicago. I mean, seriously, people. I mean, I think New York last week was up three hundred and like eighty percent in crime, right? And Chicago, forget about it. You know, we're worried about school shootings, but yet look at Chicago. And it used to be that saying, "Well, look at Chicago," you know, every weekend. But even they're through the roof at this point. We really need to take a look at this. We really need to resolve this. I think the opportunity here is we need to reverse course, but we need to do it in a smart way. And we need to actually put some caveats to the money that are given the police departments. Now, when it comes to the Second Amendment, let me explain something to you. I don't think that should be touched. It ever should be touched. You know, we're the only place in the world, like right now, when the pandemic hit and everything, you have a lot of Republicans and Democrats and independents all going out there buying firearms. Now, it's a great thing that they did because now they want to defund the police. No, when it comes down to it, no, and I hate to say this and I'm not trying to be mean, but... The difference between someone trying to protect their family and the person trying to commit the crime is who's more committed to the action. It's just like a fight. Who's going to win, who has more heart, and is who's more determined, more committed to winning. It's not just about skill. So if you have a criminal that's more determined to hurt you and your family, steal from you, steal from your family, whatever it is, then you are to protect them, you're going to lose. That's just honesty. It's no different in war. It's no different in anything else. Whoever is more determined, more committed to go to further lengths than the other person will win. It's a proven fact. And we need to, we really need to take that into consideration. So the opportunity here when it comes to the Second Amendment is we don't need to touch it. We need to do what you know, the, the greatest generation and, and, and generations before was they had weapons, they respected their weapons, they taught their children about weapons, and, you know, um, we, you know, it just worked out better. Now, I understand times have changed and not everything is equal, and I'm not even going to sit here and say that it is. But if you're going to take away the police, what are you going to do? So I used to be a martial arts instructor. So you're going to tell me that you're going to go out and you're going to start telling everyone that they need to go to a martial arts school during a pandemic. You're going to go rub up and down on someone doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu, judo, karate, whatever you're going to do. Like Muay Thai, you're going to sit there and clench on the person. What, what are you going to do? Sit there and rub up and down on them as they're all sweaty and stuff? I mean, let's be honest. So you're not going to go learn how to physically protect yourself. So the only thing you have is the opportunity is to go out there and get a firearm to protect yourself right now so you don't have to worry about the pandemic and everything else. 
Now, I'm not a proponent saying go out there and buy a ton of guns and have this whole arsenal and, you know, it's, you know, go all, you know, you know, I don't know, go all kinds of like, you know, crazy. But man, I'm just sitting here thinking, what are you going to do? What are we going to do if there's no guns, no police? And this is the wild, wild west. And let me explain something to you. Just because we give up our guns, just because the police are no longer there, doesn't mean the criminals are giving up their guns. Doesn't mean the criminals are going to give up their acts of violence. I'm sorry. If you if you believe that, you're wrong. And I'm trying to say wrong instead of stupid, but I should be saying stupid because we, I mean, if you honestly believe just because the police are no longer there and you gave up your guns, the criminals can be like, yeah, I don't need this gun no more. Seriously, that is what you're going to talk. That that is that is your reasoning behind everything. So if you're a person who doesn't like guns, and I get it, my wife was like that until she owned her first one, and she learned to respect it, and she learned, you know what? She's actually pretty good at it, and she had two cornea transplants and one retinal lens, and she learned that she could shoot. Not that she's great, but she's good. And I think that's also something, too, that most, most people fear, is like uh, handling a gun or, or what have you. And I'm lucky. I grew up, you know, my father had owned weapons. My grandfather owned weapons. I mean, people I knew owned weapons, and I was you know, taught to shoot at a very young age and uh, joined the military. So, I mean, I'm comfortable around them, not that I have to sport a ton of them. But I think that's also another factor is, you know, society changed from where this was acceptable to where this is not so you don't have to be what society wants you to be. Just be you and go out. I would recommend going to a gun range. I would rent one. I would get with an instructor to teach you the basics and pop off some rounds. Find one that's comfortable for you. Again, you're talking home self-defense. You're talking protecting your family, your loved ones, your property, things that these people are trying to take away from you when they say defund the police when they want to turn around and take away your guns. I mean, what are you going to do? So you need to really think about that. So let's move on. We talked about the DNC convention and the old pervert white people, uh, Bill Clinton, you know, and Joe Biden. We talked about Kamala, Kamala Harris's Russian hoax. Um, you know, I, that is just so insane. Even though she wasn't running for president, you know that she was going to do dirty stuff with that. That's just that's just incredible. Um, and then you have Biden's speech. Now, I really didn't get too much into this, and I and I should just say one you know one thing about his speech besides it being a plagiarism of the 2018 convention where he spoke, and then he added some stuff that was stolen from uh, other international political figures, which you know again there's videos out there showing all this. And I'm not saying he wrote it, but whoever the speechwriter is should be fired. I mean, this obviously shows character, or at least to his character, because if you're if you're reading this thing, knowing you're going to write, you know, have to you know speak about this at the convention, you're going to have to read this out loud, and you're going to have to say it with conviction. And you don't remember you gave this speech when it's almost like word for word. I mean, come on. Don't tell me that there's no mental problems. If that, I mean, don't tell me that this is okay. So that's the first problem is they found this after the fact, and I didn't find it. And I'm kind of glad I didn't find it because, man, I would I would have blasted that stuff everywhere. But I think the second part was I didn't feel hope. 
I didn't feel inspired. I didn't feel like, yeah, this is the man I need to vote for. You, you, you understand what I'm saying? I mean, I just this didn't feel like the candidate that was going to move me. This felt like this is your only choice if you don't want Trump. And don't get me wrong here. I really do think the Republicans should have put someone up to run against Trump to then now run against Biden. I really do think that he should have been uh, ran against in the primaries to um, one or two things. Even if he was going to win the primaries, at least get him ready for a real a real run at the election, number one, to prepare him. And number two, I really do think that, um, yeah, I just, it, there may have been a better option. There may have been a better option for all us uh, independents and moderates. And I really do mean that. So, again, not a, not a, uh, a thumper of, of Trump. I'm definitely not a supporter of Biden. I'm in the middle. And I don't know. I might opt out this election. I just might have to opt out. I mean, I, I want to be patriotic. I want to say that I want to go vote, that uh, I want to do what's right. But I just may say that, you know, anyone who's voting, who's in the middle, you just may need to opt out of this one. I just don't see it uh, happening. Now, if you were talking about the number one table issue right now between the pandemic and the economy, I don't think after Biden's speech that there's no miracle, there's no this. He didn't talk about any plan. He didn't talk about anything that excited me uh, about handling the pandemic. And we both know he can't handle the economy. So, I mean, Trump had it at the you know, best stages. And I don't care who you are, always riding the Obama coattails. Yeah, Obama didn't you know, set this up for all his four years. Obama didn't do all the deregulation and stuff like that. So I think there was some good as a business owner that he did. Um, I'm not going to sit there and say he's very presidential. Um, I think he did hurt our standing on the world stage. I do like what he's doing with China, being tough on China. Um, but he was always that way, even prior to getting into politics. So that's where we stand. So let's talk about technology real quick. So uh, I think for the next episode, which is going to be good, um, we're going to have a new Elgato stream deck here so we can have a little bit more fun. I, I want to add some sound effects and do some some cool stuff with that. Anyone knows what the Elgato stream deck is. Uh, it's a bunch of hotkeys, basically, where you can add stuff to it with the press of a button. And it performs that uh, function or multifunction. So we're going to try out some cool stuff next week. So anyone who knows about the Elgato Stream Deck a lot more than I do, please reach out to me, opinion.opportunity at gmail.com. We'd love to speak to you and uh, see what cool things you've done with it. Now, as far as games, you know, I like to touch on these three topics because current event politics I put in the same category. You know, games right now because of the pandemic, man, they're just they're just horrible. I mean, you got uh, tomorrow was tomorrow? No, the 20, 26th, I believe. You have the new teaser release for um, Call of Duty um, Cold War. So you have Call of Duty Modern Warfare, which is probably like the number one game out there right now, and it was just plagued, plagued with cheaters and um, I want to say a lot of faux pas mean like you know a lot of quirks a lot of problems and they are so slow to fix it I just don't know I just don't know if I want to spend the money another Activision game that, or another Infinity Ward game where it's just going to be 
it's just going to be bad. I mean, truly, it's just, I mean, everyone from this platform, from the, the modern warfare is going to switch over to Cold War and you're still going to have the cheaters and you're still going to have these problems and they're still going to make a bunch of money and they're going to be slow to do anything. And I just don't know if I want that pain. Uh, anyone who's been in the franchise longer than me, I got to be honest, I haven't played a lot of the, the CODs, but... I got to say this, this modern warfare has, um, I, I like the graphics. I like what it does, but man, it's like every time they do an update, it, becomes, it turns around and becomes this unpolished turd. It really does. It becomes this unpolished turd and it just stinks at the high hell and you just, you just want to move away from it. Um, and the only reason why you keep going back is because there's nothing better right now that there's offering um, to that genre. I mean, it's just it's just a horrible, horrible situation. So that is what we got this week. Um, I am not looking forward to the RNC. We're, I'm going to see what happens here. This is just one party's version and another party's version. I'm sure at the end of this week we'll be sitting here having another conversation going, man, I, I just don't know what to tell you. I mean, with this election coming up, this is like one of the biggest things that um, this voting generation is going to do uh, for a very long time. This is the setup. I mean, you got school educational issues uh, because of the pandemic. You got so many different things that this is truly important. That's one of the reasons why it's like I know there's a, um, a responsibility to vote, but look at what they gave us. Look at what they gave us. And I'm, again, I'm not saying Trump is all bad. I just, you know, there's policies that he does that I like, but his mouth is just, it just needs to close. The tweets need to stop. He's gotten better, but I just don't know if it's enough to sit there and make me say that this is okay. But if you're going to tell me that I had to vote today for what is our options right now, I, I don't know, man. I don't know if I could I could turn around and vote Biden. I, I really can't. And, and I don't care about so much the plagiarism and this, that, and the other thing. It, it's pretty goddamn bad. But he's made so many faux pas on top of that, like, you know, coming out and saying, if, if you don't know, if, if, you know, if you're black, you should be voting for me. When he did that, it was just like, wow. And so many other gas and you know, he's had with walking off stage on a hot mic and, and, and all kinds of crazy stuff. I just don't know after the plagiarism that he's all there. And then Kamala, forget about it. I mean, <laughs> as soon as they put her up, I mean, everything was in question. I mean, I mean, if you can't question the man who's running for president and you give him or he chooses your choice on this, because if you say he's not mentally there and you say this is who they gave him, okay, it was the person who says he's a sexual predator and a racist. And her only thing, even to Stephen Colbert when he called her out and said, well, you basically did call them a racist and call them a sexual predator. Oh, it was a debate. <laughs> That's your that's your answer. So you lied. So so how how never mind her record that sucks anyway. How do you expect any independent to sit there and go? This is an honest option. I mean, both sides suck, but this is this is like wow. 
this is this is honestly the more I sit here and talk to you about it, it's like this is this is worse than 2016 because at least Hillary was competent. Right? At least at least Hillary was competent. I'm not so much sure about Kane, but at least Hillary was we know was competent. I mean, shit. I mean, no one ever really thinks that Bill did everything in the White House anyway. I mean, truly, when you when you look back on his presence, you know, he's going to sit there and say, well, you know, Bill did all this. No, I'm sure Hillary had her say and Hillary had her her way of, of making things happen behind the scenes. And, and she had her own little touch on stuff. So I'm not I'm not going to sit there and give Bill all the credit, though. I'm sure she, you know, the Monica thing, I'm sure she takes no credit for. But we'll leave it at that. But in all honesty, people, you can't tell me this year is better. And if you honestly disagree with me, I, I mean, let me know. Again, Twitter, Parler, I'm on there, opinion or opportunity. Let me know. You know, reach out to me, opinion.opportunity at gmail.com again. You know, I'm there. Find me on Facebook, my Facebook page, you know, opinion or opportunity. I have no problems having a discussion with you. Again, this is what this is. This format is supposed to be all about is for us to have a discussion. If you reach out to me, you have questions, I'll read them. Of course, make them to a point where I can please read them um, openly without having to worry about any platforms trying to kick me because I'm reading stuff I shouldn't. So may put them in a way that I can and let's have a conversation, but let's have a respectful conversation. Let's put some stuff out there. You give me your opinion. I'll give you mine. And let's talk about some opportunities that come out of this. I think that's going to be the only way that we actually start coming together is if we can start having open dialogue and actually listening to each other. And coming up with opportunities and finding something that we can agree on. So thank you for so much. That is the show. I will talk to you later on this week after we have some more uh, this atrocious news to go over. But thank you so much. Have a good one. Stay safe. Stay safe.